In the modern dating era, unsolicited dick pics are considered especially heinous. On this podcast, the dedicated hosts who recount these dating horror stories are members of an elite duo known as the Dating Dossier. These are our stories. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Dating Dossier. I'm Jillian. I'm Jessica. And we're back. We're back. We're here for another one. I hope you guys liked um, the intro episode and two bonus content episodes. I, you guys better have liked that <laughs> Twilight content because let me tell you what, my social media thinks that I am such a <laughs> Twilight fan. It's not even, that's all I see on TikTok now. I see it. Um, I don't know if I see it on Instagram, but I definitely, all my TikToks now are Twilight themed. Yeah. Um, and then you I feel like I'm too deep. I, I do. I infect, I infect your timeline because I can't go through <laughs> it alone. I was like, oh, Jillian texted me. I wonder what it's about. And then it's just like another Twilight TikTok. <laughs> it's another <laughs> Twilight TikTok. But I love them. They are I, amazing. I, I had to send another one to my other friend. And I was like, I'm in, like, deep Twilight TikTok. Like, I'm in, we're not even going to say we're talking about Twilight. We're just going to make references because everyone loves, like, battle scars from Jasper and, like, what yeah. is that, New Moon? Yeah, New Moon, I think. I don't know. It's Twilight. It's right. He says, like, bottle scars out of the side. And here we are still talking about Twilight. I'm sorry. I think I will never be away from it at this rate. It, um, it shaped our generation, and correct. it's funny because I was like, I don't think I was ever this much into other shows like that and stuff, and then, like, I swear today on my Facebook, because I was looking to see if I had any other pictures of us to kind of help promote stuff, uh, I found, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found, like, a picture of me and a couple of friends at the premiere of, like, the Hunger Games movies, and I'm like, oh, no, I guess I've just always been a fangirl of stuff. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, whatever is popular, I'm probably going to like it. I'm an ideal consumer. I am. Like, I'm a basic bitch. Just just mark it to me and I'll, I'll take it. You know? Truly, I'm a basic bitch. I'm drinking... Oh, I'm drinking... Tru- truly, I'm drinking Truly's <laughs> right now. I am drinking red wine. California Roots Red Blend. It was $5 Ooh. at Basic Heaven, which is Target. We we love a good deal. Mm-hmm. I was in Target, oh, on Saturday, and I only bought cleaning supplies. I almost posted a picture because I felt like I was such a thriving adult. Like, I got bleach. I got a bottle of bleach. I got um, new, like, pads for my Swiffer. What? Um, I got, like, liquid dishwasher detergent. I was like, I feel like... I'm a suburban mom right yeah. now. You are more of a suburban mom than I am, and I am a suburban mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was really, I was so proud of my little basket. Um, it just felt like I had really peaked. 
for for cleaning because I got a, a bug up my butt about cleaning and I don't know if anyone else is like this but for me I like I have a Roomba so generally my place is pretty vacuumed but I hate hanging up clothes Ugh. and I hate dishes and I kind of let those things get control of my life but then all of a sudden I will just randomly get a bug up my butt and I will just want to clean and I'll want to clean everything and then I have to do it all at once and it's the same with like working out like I've been working out recently and some people like oh what's your motivation I'm like dude I can't tell you I just got a bug up my butt and now I'm working out every day it just I couldn't do it for like the year I wanted to and then all of a sudden I was able to I don't know what chemical imbalance I've got going on, but if you if you're that way too, <laughs> I'm right there with you. You're not alone. No, I'm uh, I'm exactly the same way. I actually am doing a like virtual 5K. Um, it's like a fall. Oh, nice. Themed. Yeah. Cute. And that is the only reason why I've been like sticking to like at least walking every day because I want to yeah. complete it. But other than that, that's like my only motivation, and. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me right <laughs> right now in that motivation department. Yeah, just gotta you gotta just wait for the the bug to get you, and then all of a sudden you'll want to do it all. So sorry that I don't have any advice. I told you this isn't an advice podcast. Yes, but other, um, uh, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Um, my weekend was pretty good. I felt like it went by pretty quickly almost felt like fall it's starting to get dark sooner so I was getting more fall vibes and it was kind of rainy on Saturday so um that's when I was doing my cleaning I I went crazy went did some cleaning um but your weekend my weekend tell the people okay you're speaking of ghosting last (laughs) week so I know it's kind of on brand I guess so mm-hmm. we talked about ghosting last week, and this weekend I went ghost hunting. So um, there is this place up here. Uh, so I live in Richmond, and in Mechanicsville, which is not where I live, so don't try and find me there. Or I guess you should. <laughs> Maybe you won't find me. Um, so in Mechanicsville, there's this place called the Cabin on 360. And basically, it's supposed to be a super haunted land. Like, it was smack dab in between, like, the Confederate base and the Union base for the Civil Mm. War. Um, And it's not far from, like, Cold Harbor and the Battle of, like, Bethesda Church. So all that fun stuff. And um, in the 70s, there was, like, a murder there. So, uh, it's really cool. You get to explore different areas. So you explore like this giant woods that they had back there and they've actually found like native American, uh, grave sites. So <laughs> probably extra haunted. Oh my gosh. How many, how yeah. many bodies do they need stacked on that land? <laughs> right. <laughs> they just kind of threw it all into like a mixed bag and sprinkled a little bit mm-hmm. of, uh, demons on there for, for extra flavor. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but yeah, yum. Well, why, why is it spicy? <laughs> right. So there's uh there's the woods that we explored. Um, there is the cabin, and then there's like the brick rancher where the murder happened. It's super super cool. I always have a good time, and they were doing a benefit um, for my niece who has cancer, and so they raised like over thirteen hundred dollars for her, which is awesome. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um. So I went with a group that 
um, I don't normally go with. There's one person that I always go with for these ghost hunting events. And the whole time I talked about how I am on a podcast now. <laughs> um, <laughs> any, any advertising to the, to the ghosts. I was like, geez, these spirits seem to be ghosting us. Speaking of ghosting, has anyone ever experienced this in the dating realm? Um, <laughs> well, how do you feel about ghosting spirits? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I actually got some recordings. I've not listened to all of them yet, but I was listening to some of them last night. And I don't know if maybe you want to cut one in, in just a minute. Um, but you can hear me and my friend out in the woods. We're chatting with one another and then you hear me, first you hear me accidentally drop my phone a little bit. So I go, oops. And then, <laughs> um, and then you hear me go, is there anyone out here? And then if you listen closely, you'll hear like a man's voice whisper, or not whisper, but you can hear a man distinctly say, yes. And there's no one else around us. So it like, it couldn't have been anybody else. It's super spooky, so if you don't want to be spooked, I'd say, like, fast forward 20 seconds. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely... So, I'm going to insert that clip here. So, yes, um, if you are listening at night, home, alone, maybe skip the next 20 seconds of an EVP uh, from the dating dossier. Yeah. Hello. It's me and this other person. (laughs) Um, I know I'm but a mere woman. Oops. Uh, is there anyone out here? <laughs> we mixed it up and put some spookiness in here. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would scare you Ooh. dating horror stories. It's almost, How about real? <laughs> it's almost spooky oh, man. season. Yeah. <laughs> We're really oh, I know. Funny. It's, it's going to be spooktacular. It's going to be spooktacular. Um, so you yeah. guys will have to let us know if you heard anything. Yeah. Like, what did you hear? Did you hear anything? Folks who maybe have a lot of experience with EVPs and electric voice, electronic voice phenomena, mm-hmm. um, tell us, like, your thoughts. Yeah. And so then, speaking of ghosting... And hunting for yes. ghosts. I believe you may have had yes. You may have had a little bit of ghost hunting of your own this weekend. Um. So I did in a much um, less fun and literal way. I went ghost hunting, aka contacted one of the guys <laughs> who ghosted me. Um, and I was per- just to preempt it a little bit. Um, I was looking at it like, okay, this is kind of like sad and desperate, but honestly, I have nothing to lose. Why not? Um, well, you texted which, me I just before. think it would be funny. Yeah. So like you could blame me if you wanted to, cause you did text me if you should do it. And I was high on that. I did. Energy. I did text you and I was like, <laughs> should I, should I text him? But I, I specifically, I sent you what I was going to text him, which I feel like is why you said yes. Um, cause it wasn't just like, Oh, should I text him? I was like, should I send this specific message? Um, which was, uh, so this was the guy who I talked about a couple episodes ago when it was just me and I was talking, I don't remember what I called the episode, but I was talking about like asshole dudes. Um, and he's the one who 
invited me over and then left me and like ghosted me while I was waiting in his lobby on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Um, so that's who I was like, <laughs> should, I, should I text him? Um, just cause I wanted to see what would happen. It's not that I thought we would have a relationship or something, but I was just like, what would happen? So what I said was, cause this is, today is August 31st. We're mm-hmm. recording on a Monday. Um, so this coming weekend is Labor Day. So I was like, hey, <laughs> I said, uh, I'm laughing too hard. I'm giving it too much credit. But I said, uh, hey, since another holiday is coming up this weekend, do you want to leave me in the lobby again? <laughs> and um, yeah, that's just... That's what I said because I thought it would be funny. And then I calculated all the holidays that I skipped in between New Year's Eve and Labor Day. (laughs) Um, There are 11 that I counted, and I probably missed some, but I tried to get the big ones. So I skipped 11 holidays to send this to him before Labor Day of all weekends. Um, And... Well, you do know that Labor Day is the New Year's Eve of September, so it's appropriate. Exactly. So it just makes sense. It just, it makes, it's a three-day weekend. It just, mm-hmm. it makes sense, um, you know, from, from all sides. So I, I, I sent the message to Jess because I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like, I need some encouragement. And I was out to dinner with my friend and she was like, oh my gosh, you should do it too. So I'm definitely like... Uh, I'm a Pisces, like I'm a social (laughs) person. Like I'm always going to run my decisions by other people because I'm also very impulsive. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, I need to make sure my friend will jump off the cliff before I jump off the cliff. But sometimes I'm like, Hey, I am running towards this cliff. You have three seconds to tell me not to jump. That's more my style. It's not so much like I'm going to do it because everybody else is doing it and it's cool and I need proof. It's more like, hey, I'm about to do this kind of chaotic thing and I just want to make sure you'll still be my friend afterwards. (laughs) So that's what I'm checking for, the social proof. But I was like, man, this is dumb. Like, why am I reaching out to him? Like, he ghosted me. He's obviously an asshole. Like, he's probably not even going to respond, which update he didn't, Um, which I just further proves that I have bigger cojones than him. Yeah, exactly. Can't even give you a text back when you even call him out on his shit. Which, granted, I didn't leave him with a ton of options. Like, I thought about it after I sent it. I was like, what are his options to reply with? Um, He could have said anything. He could have been, I guess, he could have been like, yeah. um, Who dis? Or no. (laughs) Yeah, new number, who dis? (laughs) He could be in prison, honestly. Some of the decisions he made. Um, he, that's where he could have ended up. But anyway, so I sent that and I was like, oh man, this is kind of dumb. But Jess's take on it was not that it was dumb. Her take on it sounds like it's going to be our new segment. That was some big dick energy. Holy moly. So I think that every week we should do big dick energy of the week. So if you confront your ghoster or if you encounter somebody on your dating apps, just somebody you see in your regular life, any type of relationship that you have, and you kind of... You ask your crush out. Yeah, exactly. You got that big dick energy, even when it's non-confrontational, you just like get that courage to do something, send it to us. We will talk about it. We will give you the big dick energy of the week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll send you a plaque, maybe. (laughs) 
because I've talked about it before to my friends. I don't know if I've said it in the podcast, but mm-hmm. sometimes I come across as a little bit braver, I think, when I talk about my dating experiences now that I have the podcast because half the time, and I don't know if this is healthy or not, so maybe any therapists who are listening, if they want to weigh in on this, um, but it's not like I'm acting on behalf of me and my like sad dating experiences. I'm just doing it for the podcast. Yeah. And I've said before for you guys to like use the podcast. Okay, well now here's the vehicle for that. Like now here's mm-hmm. a way for you to use the podcast. If you're like, oh, I kind of want to text my crush or I really want to send that message to that guy who goes to be not because you want to get him back, but just because you want to show that you have bigger cojones. Like I'm yeah. all about it. Do it for the big dick energy moment of the week. But yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. all of the updates yeah, I have. Yeah, I think that's uh, everything on my end, too. Nothing new to report. Yeah. Cool. So, all right, let's get into it. This week, we are talking about some love and dating cliches on the Facebook group and Instagram and Twitter. We asked, what dating slash love slash relationship cliches are you tired of hearing and we actually got some yeah, awesome some really responses. responses oh sorry if i could just jump in real fast to you at the end of our show i know i say you can find us on facebook or join our facebook group the dating dossier um it has changed so it's actually the dating dossier official podcast discussion group so if you were looking for us and you couldn't find us now you know Yes. Um, thank you for that call out so that folks can find us. Um, it's been really fun yeah. in the group so far. So if you're not part of it yet, I definitely suggest joining because it does feel like it's kind of starting to be a little mm-hmm. community and I'm super yeah, pumped about fun it. people in there and, you know, if you are one of the people that contributed to this conversation, thank you. We really appreciate it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We... We had a lot, we have a lot of content to go over, so we'll definitely jump into it. But thank you so much, because some of them are my personal, like, least favorite cliches. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel you. <laughs> um, so I kind of like, we can pretty much just go yeah. in order of how they were posted. Um, so the first one, and this one is literally my least Like, I hate this one the most, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yeah, this is my number one. Like, I want an (laughs) anti-bumper sticker of this. And it says, quote-unquote, it will happen when you least expect it. I hate that phrase, like, vehemently. I hate it, and I think it's because there's a lot of confirmation bias associated with it. I mean, I mm, do think, mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. Hey. But I do think that with every single cliche that we're about to talk about, there might be some little speckle of truth to it. But everybody's different, and there's not, and it's Fair. not a one size yeah. fit all, fits all. But I think that most likely, the people Mm-mm. who are telling you this one are the ones who have had it happen to them. So. Your aunt Susan yep. is going to talk about how she had given up on love at the age of 29 and was working as a bank teller. And then who walks into her bank one day but dear Uncle Bill and 
he knocked her off her feet, and it was love when she least expected it. And that's fine and dandy, but it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always work that way, and I do think there's something to it. There's another one that reminds me of this um, that we'll talk about later down the line, but something that I say is it's it's mm-hmm. luck. You either run into a person who is on the same page, the same timeline, and even if they're like, oh, I'm not, you know, they're on the same page, the same timeline. They like you. You like them back. They want to get married. You want to get married. And you just, you work out or yeah. you don't. And it really is luck. And I know that's probably <laughs> not what a lot of people <laughs> want to hear, Um but it really is. You just you either get lucky or you don't because I've been on some dates with people that I am I don't know why it didn't work out. There's no real reason, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and at the same time, had they worked out, I would have been shocked. If I have a date, like if I go on a date tomorrow, I will be shocked that it works out. So technically, it's happening when I mm. least expect it. However, I am open to the possibility of dating. So I feel like this is one of those, like... Um, Catch-22s? Not misnomer. Yeah, like, it's... like Yeah, I yeah. mean, I can understand yes. that, too. And especially in modern dating, we're going on apps to try and find somebody, whether it's a hookup, a relationship, whatever. Right. So if you do find somebody on, you know, Tinder or Bumble, whatever it may be, that you have a genuine connection with, it's not like you weren't really expecting it because you went looking for that. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Exactly. I think definitely during these, here comes the phrase uncertain times, you might unprecedented <laughs> yes, times. You might least expect it. But I think a lot of relationships, especially right now because of the pandemic are lost to the tragedy of timing. And and mm-hmm. so, yeah, you might find love when you least expect it, but you also might find heartache when you least expect it. So there is kind of a flip mm. side to that phrase. But I'm just not a big fan of it. Yeah. Because I think it's not always the case. Because I think even when we're not trying to actively look for someone, we're still looking for someone. And again, that's just my personal opinion, though. I agree. I think... You have to be open to it because, so getting back to your example of uh, Auntie Susan and Uncle Bill, she was obviously open to the possibility because if she wasn't, they wouldn't have worked out. Like they wouldn't have gone out. It wouldn't have happened. So to tell folks, oh, it'll happen when you least expect it, you probably mean well, but let's retire this race. I mean, I've had people (laughs) that I didn't expect to have feelings for. Absolutely. But I wasn't not expecting to ever yes. find love. Or I wasn't least expecting it. That yes. So that is an excellent call out. I'm I've had very similar experiences where like I am open to the possibility of love, but I wasn't like, hey Cupid, yeah, hit exactly. that one. I mean, it's crazy. Like it's especially when I start dating friends that I'm like, oh, wow there's some feelings there. Like when you first start having a crush on somebody, um, 
I do think mm-hmm. that's unexpected, but I wasn't like going, oh, love has just hit me when I least expected it. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to be a spinster at age 27 and never feel my heart flutter again. No, nobody actually, I don't think, lives like that. And if you do, I'm no. not trying to be mean to you. How, teach me exactly. your ways. You do you, you know? If you're happy being alone, we don't want you to ever feel like we're discouraging you from being alone. If you are genuinely Mm-mm. happy being alone, be alone, you know? If you want somebody, go find somebody when you least expect it not. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you are more than likely in the camp of, I hope I'm not alone exactly. forever. You're at least open to love. You're open to possibilities. And we hope that you find it, you know? We can't play matchmaker. I wish that we could. I wish we could. Great. Ooh, maybe. maybe if we get enough <laughs> listeners, <Maybe someday>. <laughs> <laughs> we can start matching listeners. Oh I would gosh. do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you That's kidding my me? Dream, for real, seriously, for real, I I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, but okay, so we definitely want to retire. It will happen when you least expect it. I also feel like this next one is not exactly maybe a sentence to retire, but the mm-hmm. thought behind it. So um, this one is more of an interaction thing. Like when you are trying to go to somebody and just like vent about it or just be like, man this really sucks. Like my feelings are really hurt. I just got ghosted. I just got dumped or nobody is asking me out on a date or I'm not getting matches. Like you're just trying to have a conversation with a friend and just you're down in the dumps and they say, no, no, don't feel that way. Uh Uh-uh. No, don't have those feelings. You'll find someone or the twin, the best friend of this you'll find someone, is, well, at least you're not in X, Y, Z. At least you're not in an abusive relationship. At least I get this one a lot. Well, at least you're not already getting divorced by your late 20s. (laughs) Or at least you're not with that boyfriend that you had in college. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I get that. I get that one in the high school one. Yeah. Yeah. um, Um, There's there's so many. At least least you're not. At least you're not. And it's like, yeah, true. Like, I don't want my life to suck more. Than it yeah. does right now. Exactly. It's like when you go to somebody and you're like, I'm feeling sad. And they're like, well, at least you're not dead. It's like, yeah, I guess. But is that our standard? Like, that's our bar right now? <laughs> Pretty low. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the spec. You're right. I am breathing. I should, I should be, I should be grateful. I should be grateful. And, and, and don't get us wrong. We are very grateful for the lives that we lead, but I think it's okay to normalize being which is kind of, yeah, which is what yes. we kind of hit on a minute ago, but it's okay to want to be alone. It's okay to not be ready for love. And and I had nothing. If you guys are, if you guys are starting to wonder like, okay, well, what am I supposed to say? Don't worry. I have you covered. I'm going to go over some suggestions and lessons at the end of this conversation. I just want to kind of get through the cliches first. So don't be mad yet because I promise the suggestions are coming because you guys are probably like, well, I say those because I don't know what else to say. Um, I can hear it. I can hear it (laughs) right now. And I have the sarcastic (laughs) responses to them. Yes. She has, Jess will have the sassy responses that 
I absolutely love. And then I've got some psychology mm-hmm. for you um, to hopefully, you know, because I am a practicing person who should be sharing <laughs> that information. But you know what? <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> if I want to play, I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the whole that whole comparison, like, no, don't feel your pain. Yeah, we're no. not a fan. Not a fan. Okay, here's one um, that is just kind of like, okay. Like, it's that emoji where it's kind of like a squiggly drunk smile. Um, It says, you'll just know when you find the one. Cool. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) All right, sorry. I had to collect my thoughts for a second because... (laughs) <laughs> I broke Jessica for a second. <laughs> I'm processing. Um, that's... I have a lot of mixed feelings about this one. Because I've okay. had quite a few relationships where I was like, oh, I guess this is the one. And I've never really had that Do that AKA, feeling. all of my relationships. <laughs> I've said it about all of... I've been like... Yeah, I think he's the one. I've written it in my journal every single time. Yeah, I think he's the one. So uh, I obviously don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, there I think have been maybe three relationships where I was like, I guess this is the one. And, okay, there have been two relationships where I'm like, I guess this is the one. And there's been one relationship where I'm like, this is the one. This is the person that I'm going to be with. Um, I love this person. But guess what? It didn't work out. So it's not necessarily that I knew because the thing is, is the other person has to know too that you, you're the one. <laughs> yes. That's what I was talking about that. It's just yep. luck. You have to be on the same page at the same time and it doesn't always align that way. So just saying you'll know, okay, great. I can know all I want, but if he mm-hmm. doesn't know, then then, then where, where, where are we left? Exactly. And I, and I think somebody else mentioned that like, oh, there's someone out there for everyone that so we'll get to that in a, in a little bit, but I don't like the idea of just this singular one because I think people come, which I'm now about to sound like a fortune cookie slash cliche, but like, I do think that some people do come into your lives at the time when their relationship with you is what you were kind of seeking. So it's not necessarily a cliche, but, you know, when you're in high school and you have that cute little puppy love, you think this is the one for me, but really you're kind of saying like, this Mm -hmm. is the one for me now. It could be forever, but I mean, as statistics show, it's probably not. Um, So I think there's varying degrees, but I don't like the idea that you just immediately know that this is the one because I think your needs evolve and change as you grow as a person. And so the person who you feel is the one for that time in your life might not be the one forever, if that makes sense. Or am I just rambling? Yeah. No, no, no. That makes a lot of sense because it's exactly what you said. They may, they may be the one, but they're the one for right now, not exactly. forever. Um, I was just recently listening to your episode about a gaslighter, the gaslighter that you dated. 
And mm-hmm. I was in the exact same mm-hmm. position when I was in my relationship with my gaslighter slash emotionally abusive person. And at that time, like you said, I kind of had this perfect setup to be in an emotionally abusive relationship. Now, I'm not blaming the victim at all. That's not what I'm doing. Right. But in that right. moment, I found this very confident, very smart person, or at least I felt like they were smart. <laughs> smart person right. who made me feel pretty and who made me feel noticed mm-hmm. and I felt like that was the person that I needed in that time so that was my one for right then but I I can't say that yes. I felt like that was the one you know I feel like I'm kind of go- might be drunkenly going off oh it froze uh-huh. can you see me? Okay. oh no no um Yes, now it's mm-hmm. it's unfrozen, um, and that's and what I said in that episode too, and I think it's what you're saying. It's not, um, oh, I was the perfect victim, and it was my fault. No, no, no. I think, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think what you mean and what I meant was that I can see clearly now that that was not a good decision, and I would not make the same choices now. However, at the time, those were the decisions I was capable exactly. of making. And that's how I was in that situation. So it's not victim blaming. It's just saying like, yes, I can see those red flags. Yes, I recognize them. No, I would not do that again. However, at the time, (laughs) thought they were the one. And like I said, those were the decisions I was... Decisions? You got it. I was capable of making at the time. Um, And I think I was telling you this the other day. So the uh, ghost recordings that you heard were actually taken on my voice memos. And I had recently re-downloaded them, and I found one from about that I recorded from about a month in from dating my um, abuser. And it was really interesting because I missed one of like the big red flags that I would totally not dismiss anymore now. Um, right. Because at the time, I just needed somebody who was like that, who was goofy, and I just ignored those different things. But on the tape, I'm calling this person a liar, like, and I'm doing it in a joking manner, but obviously I started recording it to catch them in a lie. And then they said some kind of controlling comment about how I shouldn't leave my phone on like that because I'm just wasting battery and that would make them angry. And it's like, dude, it's my phone. I can do what I want with it. Um, yeah, so exactly. It weird because listening to it now, knowing what I know, I was like, that is a red flag right there so I think I kind of just got us a little bit off topic so I'm sorry about that no I think I it's there's really when we're talking about the world of dating there's not a whole lot that's totally off topic because there are so many tangents Mm -hmm. to go on with everything but I think something that goes along really really well with what we were just talking about and another cliche that was mentioned is there's only one person yeah. for you and you have to find them so that's kind of a two-parter but that's yeah. what we're saying like if there's only one person for you okay I don't mean to sound like a pessimist but I think that is why there's like a lot of divorce rates because folks kind of get married maybe when um they're not ready and I think a lot of people kind of feel they're not ready but they're like but I'm supposed to be so I'm gonna make decisions I've never been married so I can't like totally speak I can just like from what I like see Mm -hmm. happening in the peripherals of my social circles um 
And they were like, this is the one and I found them and this is it. And if I don't do it now, I'm never going to have it again. So I think that's a problem that arises from the belief that there's only exactly. one right exactly. person. And oh shoot, I lost my point. I was going to say something. And Oh, um, you know, I did read that actually around like the three year mark with different relationships is when you kind of start to lose interest if it's not like a... I'm totally butchering this, so I'll need to, like, fact check it later. Um, so <laughs> don't don't at me if, uh, if I don't do this correctly. But it's like... If you're just yes, making stuff up. <laughs> but sometimes people mistake love with infatuation. And they say that the period of infatuation usually happens around three years. And then right around the three-year mark is when you either lose the infatuation... Or it's, like, kind of sealed in there that it's true. So it's sometimes, like, I don't know, for myself, I think I'm going to have this rule where I'm not going to be getting married until we've been together at least three years. And this is my own confirmation. <laughs> this all, is my own confirmation bias. That's when all my relationships yeah, end is three years, dude. That's right I on the money. Three years or under. So I think uh, once that one person makes it past the three-year mark, we're golden. Um <laughs> I used to say, now I'm just like, if you can text me for three days in a <laughs> row, uh, we're getting married. Um, I mean, that's a joke, but it's also... This is love in the time uh, of Corona, okay? <laughs> that is a new series on I Hulu, know. and if Hulu shows me that preview <laughs> one more time, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's, it's not going to be cute, because <laughs> love in the time of Corona, you mean non-existent <laughs> right well like I thought of that the first because like I was dating somebody at the start of the pandemic and I was thinking oh well this is you know just love in the time of corona um only referring of course to just being in a relationship at the time and uh, <laughs> uh because play off of love in the time of cholera and then oh yeah I loved that book I read that YA novel but yes yeah, so the whole like there's only one person for you and you have to find them. The other reason that I think this is like not accurate, right? Is because there's, okay, I know the number 7 billion gets thrown around. I don't know the population of the earth, but the number again that I will throw around too is 7 billion. And I have only been out of the United States like a couple of times so there are so many billions of other people who aren't in my immediate vicinity and I'm gonna be honest I'm only looking in my immediate vicinity like exactly so yeah it's I mean again like you said it's all really based on luck because you're gonna end up finding somebody who one speaks the same language mm-hmm. as you for the most part yeah you both are attracted to yeah. one another um you both are available to be mm-hmm. with one another. Um, you know, I mean, and then some people will say ages. It, that's not always necessarily the case, but you're both of consenting age. The please, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but it's going to depend. Like, you're both in the same area at that time. You both happen to log on to the app. Or, I mean, there are some people who are in relationships via Facebook. You know, it just all really depends. It's... I mean, like you said, it's really just 
sheer luck that you might find somebody. And I hope that doesn't make you feel worse. I hope that it makes me feel better because it makes me feel less like there's something wrong with me me and more just I haven't Mm -hmm. hit my winning lottery ticket yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, It makes me feel better, too, because it really is. And it's also about kind of your mental state, too. We talked mm-hmm. about last episode how you have to be kind of in that sweet spot of being comfortable and uncomfortable. It's also, you know, that you have now decided that you're open to love. You know, you're okay with everything. It it really, it's a lot of factors that go in, and you're going to find your person for that mm-hmm. time. And that might be the one that ends up, you know, being the time that's the longest might be for the rest of your life. You just don't know yet, you know, because I'm sure we'll get into this. Uh, I saw one of them said this, so I'll, I'll wait until we get to the topic. So just ignore Okay. Um, so the next one is another one of my personal least favorites, and it's what's meant to be will always find a way. Like, okay, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay. It's, I don't know. If everything was the way it was supposed to be, it would be a very boring Mm -hmm. world. So, sure, if it's meant to be, great. But I don't think any of us are really the ones to dictate what's meant to be or not. Yeah, like, I... (laughs) And I think... That one is more kind of gets said when you're thinking about getting back with an ex or it's a breakup and you don't know why it's a breakup and kind of things like that. And people say, if it's meant to be, you know, it'll it'll happen. Um, And it's just to give you like a sliver of hope. But really, it's not even like logical. Like it's not even a (laughs) it's not even just it's it's so dismissive. Just if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And it's, I think, kind of a exactly. a cousin phrase of another one that I, I deeply hate. I deeply hate this next sentence in all uses. I, I don't, I, you cannot name a good okay. scenario that someone should say this to you. Okay. Is it one of the dating cliches? Because I have something else to do. Yes. Please expand. Okay. Okay. So... Obviously, like, you can apply this to non-romantic terms, too. Like, oh, it's meant to be. I don't like that. Because personally, right now, my 10-year-old niece has been fighting brain cancer for the last four years. Okay? And I am so fucking sick of people saying, God has a plan for her. Okay, you know what? I, you know, I'm, I, I do believe that there is a higher power out there. But how fucking dare you say that this is all part of the plan and it's meant to be because nobody should suffer like this. So you can say, oh, well, you know, I was in a, an abusive relationship, but it was meant to be. No, it wasn't. Like, you know, I do think that you learn lessons from every single relationship. I'm a firm believer in that. But it kind of borrows from the phrase, like, if you love someone, set them free. Yes. And if they come back to you, then it you know, they were always, or if they don't come back to you, then they were never yours to begin with. Well, no, they were mine. They were mine for a time, even if it wasn't <laughs> forever. It goes back to that. This was my one for now. Um, 
because it's all temporary until it lasts longer. Sorry, that's such a pessimistic outlook. No, and, but. and we're not trying to be pessimistic, but what you were just saying mm-hmm. is exactly, so once again, on the same wavelength, because what you are talking about is exactly what I was going to go into with the next one, okay. which is everything happens for a reason. Ugh. That's the one. And your example of the cousin, that's exact. That's what I mean about I don't think it applies to any situation because there is no reason that a child should suffer cancer. There's no reason a child's family should watch them suffer cancer. There is no, there is nothing you can tell me. I don't care if you tell me that the reason we have St. Jude's and the kids can get treatment is because some kid had kids. Well, th- th- none of them should have it. Th- none of them no. should have it. Like, no. You can, that will never work for me. And what you, like what you were saying, I think that we can use things that happen to us, use things that we go through for good, but it does not mean that it should have happened or that we deserved it or that it had to happen. We can make the choice to use the experience to better our future, but it doesn't mean that we had to go through that shit. Because I'm with you. There are some things that I would take right out of my experiences, like in a heartbeat. Exactly. I mean, there have been times in different relationships that I've been in where, like, you know, I didn't even want to be around the person that I was, you know, supposed to be with at the time. Um, And I think it's just, you know, everything happens for a reason. Great. I believe in little coincidences. I believe that sometimes things lead to one another. I do believe in like, yeah, serendipity, those kind of things. Like those, the cute little fun things. Yes, I can get in line with that. You know, if I hadn't have gone to see you, I wouldn't have met you. And then years later, we wouldn't have done this. You know? Um, Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be right here, you know, spewing bullshit into your ears. So look, (laughs) we're all, we're all here for, for a reason. Exactly. But, you know, Oh, well, then everything does happen for a reason, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're Um, wrong. I guess we're eating our own words immediately. I mean, I guess there are different connotations to that. And while I don't necessarily fully hate this phrase, even though I did have a very, like, visceral reaction to it, I accidentally just kicked my desk. Um, (laughs) I do think that hearing somebody say, well, everything happens for a reason is really bullshit. Like, if somebody's really down, you know, they don't want to hear that. And whether it's of your best intentions or not, if, you know, you just got out of an abusive relationship or you just got cheated on or something, like, sure, maybe in the long run you'll be happy that you two broke up because then you were able to meet someone who did genuinely make you happy. That's great. But you don't want to hear right in that moment, well, everything happens for a reason. So thank God that you got cheated on, you know? Um, I I always kind of use this example. Like, I obviously have my parents' relationship, like, set up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I love their relationship. Had them come on the podcast. Some of you are probably fans of their relationship after you heard <laughs> them talk about it. Um, they I've are known that my cute. whole life. They are adorable. They are high school sweethearts. Um, Excuse me. They... Um, good deal um but yeah they're super uh but I've seen how a relationship should work like I've seen how to make a marriage Mm -hmm. work I've seen like 
how a man should treat a woman, how a woman should treat a man, like all those things. Um, I really love their relationship. I've known that mm-hmm. my entire life. I've known that since I was little. I did not have to experience <laughs> the shit I've experienced to mm-hmm. know that. Now, granted, I feel like I'm like a little bit more desperate for that now um, than I would have been but it's not like I had to be treated like shit for me to be like oh um a dude shouldn't call me names and make me despise myself like I already knew that so that's another kind of reason I hate like everything happens for a reason because it didn't have to like we didn't have to go through what we did to be where we are now granted I think I developed a sense of humor because I was bullied as a kid, but I was also pretty funny in the videos of me as like a five-year-old. So I probably would have been funny regardless. So if I could take out the bullying, I would. Anyway, we're circling that drain. (laughs) I mean, this is me totally getting sidetracked for a moment, but you know, like I hate the cliche that like all comedians must have had like a terrible childhood in order to make them funny because it's not true. Like I'm a funny person and I do not have a traumatic childhood. Um, so, I mean, and that's just at least something that I saw in, like, the comedy community that I was around, where everyone thought you had yeah. to have this tragic backstory, and that, you know, you had to have depression, or you had to suffer a little in order to understand how funny you were, and that's just not true. It, it, it yeah, sorry, I went off topic a little bit, but I was kind of just, like, um, bouncing off your idea there, but... Yeah. No, no, like, don't apologize. Um, that's, yep, that's what we're, <laughs> Jolie went and got Aww. her treat she had buried. Um, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's why, that's another reason that I don't like that phrase is because I don't think we had to go through everything we've gone through to be where we are. Like I said, you could have used the things that happened to you to make decisions, and maybe you would have made different decisions, so you wouldn't be where you are, but I I don't think there are a whole lot of people who would choose to go through every traumatic event that happened to them um, to get where they are. But we, we could be wrong. Be wrong. You we know, could be totally wrong. We both have had relatively similar experiences. We kind of say we've been living like these right. parallel lives. So obviously our lives are not going to apply to everybody else. And so you could be listening to right. this entire episode going, well, that's just not true. And that's fine. Please tell right. us too. And that is valid. It's valid. It just, <laughs> that exactly. is valid. Just you don't have the same experiences as you does not invalidate what you believe. And so, like, please, also, if you've had, like, a different experience, like, DM us on Twitter, DM us on Instagram, post it in the group. We want to hear from you. Like, we want to know. And if you're not comfortable, like, if you're I'm not begging. comfortable posting it in, like, the actual group and stuff, you can always message one of us. Um, or, you know, use one of the other forms of social media. Just because we understand that we are not going to be able to cover every single type of relationship with our own experiences. We're just not. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Correct. We are not everyone. <laughs> we, as much as we would like to, we cannot speak to everyone's experiences. So we want you... As much we as the, we are trying to We're not the lower okay. axis of um, okay? Like. Let's see. So we talked about those. Okay, here's one that I was, like, talking about earlier when I was saying um, it's, well, I'll just say it. Uh, it's a numbers game. 
that's a big time hated one that I have said I've used. My dad has told me, if you listen to the first episode, you know that my dad's math is why Mm -hmm. I was on a sidewalk for 46 minutes. So of course I, (laughs) I am in the camp of it's a numbers game. Now, as much as I hate it, that again is one of the ones that I just like the luck thing that that's what I, I tied it to. It just makes me feel better. Like if it makes you feel worse and bad, I a hundred percent understand for me, I say it and I use it because it just makes me feel better. And I also feel like I can say it's a numbers game. Cause if somebody married their first or second boyfriend and they tell me it's a numbers game, I'm going to tell them to shove it. However, I have been on a lot of dates, a lot of dates. Um, So when I say it's a numbers game, it's because I have numbers to back it up. So that's also something to keep in mind before you cancel me. Exactly. It's definitely... it's definitely more of a game of luck than I would say it's a numbers game. Um, (laughs) So I think we could maybe rephrase it and say it is a game of luck. It is roulette to the fullest. You just, it's, (laughs) it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Oh God. Now I'm just speaking in cliches. Um, Now it's just, we're only speaking cliches from now on. (laughs) For the rest of this podcast, I'm only speaking in cliches. Um, You know, because the early bird gets the worm. Uh, But anyway, I agree. I think it's, it's all about a game of luck, not necessarily a numbers game. Because I'm not playing the stock market here. It is a game of luck. And it's going to kind of happen on, you know, where you are in your life, both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And it's where the person that you're meeting is in their life, both physically and mentally. I mean, like, and when I say physically, I mean, like, locality, not necessarily, like, you know, how their health is. But that also is a big factor, too. Yeah, not, like, appearances. But, I mean, that is a factor, too, you know, if somebody is going through like some health problems and stuff they might not really necessarily be open to dating right now and and again like I said I think sometimes relationships in any other circumstance they might work out so great but sometimes you lose them to the tragedy of timing and it just happens unfortunately I think too uh, the tragedy of timing I feel like is a is a big one but um I think, too, kind of on the same line of what you're saying with it's a numbers game, it kind of dehumanizes the situation when we say it's a numbers game because I've definitely, if not gotten the comments, I've gotten the looks from my friends when I talk about dating as a numbers game when I'm like, yeah, I don't even like... I was The example I was using was I was saying how I would get them confused because I stopped saving their names in my phone Mm -hmm. because I was like, what's the point? They're going to stop talking to me in two days so there's no point um but at the same time that does dehumanize the whole dating thing and that's that's another reason I did I have taken a step back I will be honest I haven't um been really uh dating too um 
you know, religiously since February. So, uh, it was because I, I did kind of dehumanize it. Like it, it did turn into a purely numbers game for me. Where did that get me? Uh, nowhere. I had a bunch of numbers in my phone <laughs> for people I didn't recognize. I was getting people confused. I was getting my friend's stories confused. So people who I do actually care about and I value in my life, they would tell me things. At the same time, I'm hearing life stories from all these different guys who I don't have an actual relationship and connection with. And I would forget who told me what. And then I'd be talking to my friend and they would say, I already told you this. You don't remember. And it was because I had like categorized it in my brain of the part, like don't retain this information because it doesn't matter. And it did matter. So that is kind of the danger of treating it as a numbers (laughs) game. You can actually really start to mess up relationships that do matter and you do value. So take it from me. Um, I know you're trying to protect your heart or that's, that's what I was doing by playing it as a numbers game. But at the same time, I think it kind of does more harm exactly, than good. Exactly, because then you can miss out on those genuine relationships because you're just kind of playing those numbers. And I, I've i done that too. Like, I actually don't save anybody's name or number into my phone unless we've already been on one date. So, yeah. um, you know, I'll just get texted from these numbers that hopefully I recognize, but maybe not and yeah then that literally is a numbers game where I'm trying to guess who sent me this text um <laughs> you're literally trying to be like whose number is this so I guess we can say this this one might kind of ring true a little bit um <laughs> but only in the most literal of senses. but I like I like I like how we're changing it though to in reality it's a yeah, luck game exactly. it's a game of luck it's the hand that you're dealt um much with like you know who you were born to, what your name is, how you have identified originally as, and just all of it is a game of luck, you know? Um, And then once you kind of take the reins a little bit, sometimes it is up to you how you make your own luck. So if you are willing to start Mm -hmm. dating more people to kind of get more possibilities, then it works. But just remember, don't get them confused because then you're going to... maybe miss out on those genuine connections because you're too busy playing the numbers game. Yep. And your friends will be mad at you. I can attest (laughs) to that. Um, So we've had, we had so many good suggestions of cliches, but I feel like we have time to take a deep dive into one more because I, I promised I would give advice on what you can say instead of cliches. So I Mm want to get to that. So, The last one I think we should take a deep dive into um, because it's one that I'm actually kind of, uh, you know, dealing with right now. So um, it's they'll accept you as you are if they love you. Yeah. (laughs) We got that one um, on Twitter, actually. So if you guys aren't already following us, definitely follow us. We check all our notifications for all apps. So wherever you're most active, yeah. send it in. These came from a few different places, but that one did come from Twitter. And yeah, like I said, kind of deal with yeah, that. Yeah, right I mean, now. this one is definitely a, a one that we need to kind of dive deep into. Um, yeah, if you want to go ahead and get started, because this one I might need to think on a little bit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so I think for me um 
as someone who is plus size, I do struggle a lot um, with kind of blaming that on why relationships or a certain guy don't work out. I'm like, okay, it's because of how I look and my size. Now, I also, like, know I'm hot and know I'm, like, I'm badass (laughs) and know all of these things. But I feel like you can simultaneously know that and still struggle. And that's why last episode we talked about the the loving yourself. So we already took a deep dive into that one, which is why we're not doing it tonight. (laughs) But you didn't miss out. If that's the one you're looking for, listen to two for the show. Um, cause we, we took a deep dive in that one, but that's what I struggle with is kind of blaming it on my appearance. And the reason I struggle with it is cause, well, I don't always love myself. So how can I expect them to love me? And I'm not attracted to all body types. So how can I expect them to be attracted to all body types? And I just, I do this, I do this back and forth. So I don't, I don't think this one is is hard and fast. I think it's kind of like a trap a little bit. Like if they love you, they'll accept you where you are. Well, that's not fair. It's not fair to accept a black and white across the board statement. And I think that's a problem with a lot of the ones we've talked about is they are so defined. There's no wiggle room. And I think the whole life in general, it's, it's all gray area. Everything we operate in is gray area. Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of nuances that come with the world of dating. And, you know, just like we were saying a minute ago, don't really our experiences to yours because they might not be the same. We can only cover so much. But yeah, I mean, I understand that too. Right. I mean, I'm also a plus size woman. Um, and while I know I'm also very beautiful, like, and I know that I'm charming, I'm funny, I carry a conversation, um, I have Mm -hmm. a lot to bring to the table when it comes to dating. But I also know that you can be the sweetest peach in the orchard and you're still going to find somebody who's not going to like peaches. It's just going to happen. And I'm not going to make somebody try and love me. And unfortunately, I've heard it happen before where it's like, you know, the spark is just not there. And that's fine. You know, I would rather lose that connection because we're not or because they don't feel the same way that I feel about them but I kind of and maybe you can relate to this too I kind of view myself Mm -hmm. almost as like a fixer-upper type of house um excuse me like if I were a house I have a lot of potential like I'm I'm pretty great already like I have a nice foundation good bones Mm -hmm. like I have mm-hmm. a beautiful patio. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, For those who didn't get it, it's her ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have amazing boots. Uh, <laughs> and I have a nice facade. Um, but, like, you know, there are things about me that I'm always constantly improving on. Like, I am trying to actively lose weight right now because I am not at the weight that I want to be and I don't feel healthy and I don't feel happy. But I have also learned to accept myself that I am okay with being in the body that I am in 
because I already love it enough, I have a good foundation, and now I want to improve upon it. Um, yes. So I want to keep building. I want to redecorate the kitchen, whatever that is on my body. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to <laughs> fix the plumbing. Oh, God, this metaphor is quickly falling apart. Um <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like we're dipping into yeah. surgery territory. Um, if somebody could just, you know, maybe cut in there, get out my appendix. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think everybody, you should have a good foundation of at least accepting who you are and being okay with that before you kind of dive into a new relationship. But I don't like the idea that, you know, if they love you, they'll accept you. No. They'll this is going to sound so stupid, but they'll accept you. Wait, how was, how did the phrase go? Sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. They'll accept you as you are. If they love you. Yeah. I don't like they'll accept you. If they love you, they love you because they accept you. If that it's a little bit Mm -hmm. different. (laughs) Um, because it's not that, They'll accept you now because they love you and they love you. Like, if you want some kind of romance like that where it's like, I would die for you, go watch Twilight. Uh, (laughs) Literally. Because, as we can see, Bella and Edward got a lot of slogs together, but they would still die for one another. So she accepts that he's a vampire. Um, (laughs) But they will accept... You know what? You go ahead because I'm about to bring it. Um, well, I mean, I feel like I pretty much gave it away that I do sometimes struggle with body image issues because, um, I was, when I was editing and therefore re-listening to our last episode and I was talking about how at 15 years old, I desperately wanted the surgery from the uglies to where I would just have this magical plastic surgery and be beautiful at 16. So, okay. Definitely announced it to the world that that is something I struggle with, but am actively. edit out a little bit of my confusing rant. Um, Uh, no, no, no. I think, but I like, I like the comparison of the house. I agree. I think everyone is a fixer upper and you know what? Let's be honest. Some of those little McMansions that look perfect, they have shitty foundations that crack and basements leak, or they were built on a lot of land that floods every time it rains. Okay. So just because it looks perfect on the outside doesn't mean it has a good foundation. And let me tell you what, if you want something to last, it better have a good foundation. We here, the hosts of the Dangerous <laughs> have good foundations. We're just trying to make the outside match the blueprints we have in our head. Exactly. Not the society's given us, not anything else, but it's the blueprints that as the builders we want, we're going to make happen. And sometimes I think houses- that's our message and sometimes houses are haunted too so just be aware that there might be some skeletons in the closet when you go and look there might are you, are you confessing to murder is that what i'm hearing I'm, on the this is not podcast a, you guys heard it here first this is not a true crime <laughs> podcast so you cannot you're right i gotta get i gotta get get back to my back to the corner i belong in which is not <laughs> Not true crime. It's dating. <laughs> Even though I'm single as fuck. Um, but, yes. That one, I think, is important because I think it's one we sometimes internalize. Like, 
I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the like love yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they need to love you, love yourself. We internalized it, but we also expect it out of other folks. It's it goes back to one of the first things I said, which is you've got to. It's got to be. You got to be on the same timeline. Yep. You got to be on the same page, and that's that's it. That's bottom line. It's luck of the draw, baby. And I really hope I'm not depressing some of you. I hope, like us, it makes you feel a little bit better. I hope it's not the opposite effect, but I'm sorry. Definitely let me know. Interact with us on social media. We are only (laughs) self-proclaimed experts. We are not actual experts. Correct. Because, again, like we say every single episode, if we were actual experts, we both would be in relationships now with our person, I guess, or our ones for now. Um we can only offer so much. So everybody's story is going to vary. And I do apologize. I've had like about two glasses of wine. I am a lightweight. So sometimes I'm going to be a little bit sillier. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, if I, if I like had the magic pill for like dating, I, there are a couple folks who, yeah, I'd give it to like, if I had a Cupid's arrow, Bo, yeah, there are a couple folks. So obviously don't have those magical power. And most, like, one would be Matthew Gray Gubbler. Oh, yeah, from Criminal Minds. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have a type, obviously. I, oh, God, um, I very much have a type in it. Very obvious. <laughs> I also love Holden from Mindhunter. Oh, yes. uh, I shared... I shared that on Facebook because they were like, get you a guy who can do all three. And it was Kristoff Holden and uh, King yeah. George. And it was, uh, from, it was also, what's his face? Kristoff um, from, from, oh, did you already say that? Sorry. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, Jonathan yep. Goff. Yep. Uh, so I just, I, if we can, if I, whenever I get the opportunity to overlap uh, love with, true crime i guess i'll know i found that exactly. person so there you go um mine unfortunately <laughs> is the nerdy funny person that is my thing like if we can like if we are witty and we can go uh toe-to-toe in the battle of being funnier then uh i know i have found mm, it mm-hmm. so i guess my A fight to the death my ideal type probably is like um like ben from parks and rec like like yes that is my man right there um and it's very unfortunate because if you probably line up every single person i've dated you'd see that there are some some grave similarities there i i'm definitely like a nick or schmidt from new girl the douchier and the less you want to be with me the more I am into it uh I'll be honest I know what I like and it's when you don't like me um so I promised I would go over some things you can say instead of the shitty things we're all tired of hearing um so one thing I wanted to talk about and what those cliches can be classified under is something that's called uh, toxic or dismissive positivity. And that is when you are saying something that sounds positive, that you mean well, but it actually invalidates 
the other person's feelings and experiences. So when you tell someone, it will happen when you least expect it. You're probably, I hope you're coming from a good place. However, that totally invalidates the most likely heartbreak that the other person is experiencing. So I have some examples, um, and these all come from brightvibes.com. And at the top, the lesson is supporting people is less about being positive and more about the validation of their feelings. So bottom line, the point is to just acknowledge and validate the other person's feelings. They are most likely not looking for the fix it. I know I've had the conversations with my mom and not to throw her under the bus, but she said before, um, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I can't fix it. And that totally changed my approach in talking to her. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've never meant for yeah. you to fix it by me coming to you. I just needed to cry for a minute about heartbreak. And I really just needed you to tell me that it's not me and there's nothing wrong with me. That's honestly what I need. And that's what I think a lot of your friends who are coming to you, I think that's what they need. They don't need the magic words from you. They just need to know they matter. Exactly. I think sometimes your friends just need you to shut your mouth. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. (laughs) But they need you Mm -hmm. to just listen. And sometimes you might need to interject with, that sucks. Like, don't sugarcoat it for them. If they're talking about a shitty situation that they're in, just tell them, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) So here are some responses you guys can use, not directly to like the sentences and the cliches, but I think these can apply to a lot of things. So if you want to write them down or if you hate them, I mean, whatever, do you? But Tell them to your enemies. One thing you can say is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> send them a bag <laughs> of dicks. Okay. Um, this is hard, but you've done hard things before and I believe in you. Yeah, Absolutely validate that I love that one yep um here's one that would be valuable for me to repeat to myself when I start to go down the rabbit hole and it says I know that there's a lot that could go wrong what could go right yeah I need that one (laughs) so because I am all about like what's going on what happened they don't they're not texting me back because they hate my guts instead of going down that rabbit hole what if we pause and we say, what? What could go right? We, we are, we've already thought about what could go wrong. We've thought about what could go wrong with 10 other relationships. Okay, what if we take this opportunity to just think about what could go right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when you decide to apply for something because you're like, the worst they can do is say no. The worst. Right. That's the thing. Is the worst you have to think about if you don't get that text back is, I've just been rejected. That. And again, there are situations where you might actually be in danger, so always remember that. But, like, if it's, like, waiting on a text back and you don't end up, like, getting that, the worst that happened is you guys aren't together anymore. That's the worst that could happen. But, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just... uh, No, no, no. Yeah. That's... And and when that rejection does happen... Like I say, that's going to suck a lot for at least 72 hours. But then after that, you're probably going to start to feel, if not better, at least different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And that's something I learned in therapy. There's a lot that a snack and some sleep can help. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. Have you tried turning it off and then turning it back on again? AKA eating (laughs) some food and going night night. And then here's one more that I want to share with you guys. And it's, um, it's this, it's normal to have some negative feelings in this situation. Validation, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think that's, sorry, you go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. And I do think that is the most important part when you are talking to somebody who either feels like they have given up on love or, you know, they are going through a heartache right now. The best thing you can do is validate them and say, yeah, absolutely. You're going to feel some negative things, but it's okay to feel that way. You are in a situation that is not ideal to you. And if you're a person who needs action items, um, Like, you're like, okay, that's all well and good, but then what do I say? Like, I tell them, oh, it's normal to feel this way, but then what? If you need an action item, you can try this one. And it's just like, it's never fun to feel like this. Is there something we can do today that you'd enjoy? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether that be like, I want to watch chick flicks and cry together. I want to have snacks. I want to go to the park. I want to go on a hike. Um, whatever it is, I think being there for your friends. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where at least personally, and I'm so sorry to anyone who feels called out by this, but I think a lot of times that's where friends who are in relationships fall short on their single friends Yeah, because they either forget or stop including them because they're just running in different circles. But sometimes, man, it's just fun to be included go out to dinner dinner go out for drinks go to a park um, yeah love hiking love walks wineries whatever it is you know you like to do I think that's a really excellent action item and there have been a lot of times where I think I'm kind of going through it and my friends stop texting me back. I can tell when they're done or they'll text me like an Ariana Grande gif and it'll be like on to the next or thank you next. Whereas (laughs) it's like, yes, I do appreciate that. I do believe it. But man, it would have rocked my world if they were like, do you want to go get an ice cream cone? I know sometimes it's not possible. You're across the country, things like that. But I'm telling you right now, as a single friend who is sending you the annoying text messages, acting like my life is over, definitely, I'm a Pisces, that's what I do. <laughs> um, if you're like, look, do you want to go walk around TJ Maxx? Like, whatever, it will change my life. Yeah. And I'm probably not alone in that. Oh, no, absolutely not. And I think uh, that's also the great thing about our friendship is now we talk to each other about a lot of this stuff. Because Mm -hmm. it's also in just relation to this podcast. But, you know, especially now when we have a pandemic and we're kind of limited to where we can go, it's really nice to have somebody who will be like, hey, do you want to FaceTime me? Like, you know, why don't we just FaceTime for a bit? You know, you open a bottle of wine and we'll talk. Or just whatever you can. Like, I know the other day I woke up kind of feeling a little anxious just for whatever reason. And my child absolutely loves Halloween. So I was like, you know what? I might get a little serotonin in my brain and I'll make her happy too. And we went to Spirit Halloween and it was wonderful. Like, <laughs> you know, just find those little little things that make you happy. And if you know your friend well, 
try to find those little things that'll help them. You know, it, it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't, especially when somebody's already kind of at their low, you know? Right. Yes. And I know people say like, oh, do like get a hobby, do something to distract it. Like this weekend, I, not because I was in a really low place, but kind of just got a burr up my butt. I started making a headboard for my bed with my family because I (laughs) couldn't find one that I really liked. And then when I did find one I really liked online, I read the reviews and it said that it had bed bugs. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to order one online anymore. So I was like, I feel like I'm capable. And of course I have my dad who's an engineer and has all the power tools in the world. So I am like kind of set up for this. So I do have that caveat. Um, and was willing to carve a chunk out of his day, which I'm like, I was thinking about this too. I was like, damn, my dad straight up carved a chunk out of his day, went to Lowe's with me, measured all of this stuff, is helping me to hang it up so that I only have to like drill one piece of wood in the door and I'll hang the rest of it. And he like helped me weigh it so it's not going to be too heavy. And, you know, I was using the power tools too. And it was all these things. And I'm like, and yet I will cry when a guy doesn't text me back. I'm expecting the bare minimum. And yet I know... Like, I have in my life examples of, like, where the bar should be. And um, so that was also giving me some serotonin, yeah. just being like, girl, you got to reset that bar because I joke about not getting a text back, but really that is where the bar is at. It's like, can you just communicate with me for more than one day in a row? And they really can't. And when I have examples of, hey, you want to build some furniture? Let's build some furniture. And if you want to take seven hours out of my weekend to do it, let's do it. I have no excuse to be acting the way I act sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I remember because we were like in the middle of a conversation about something and you're like, hold on, pause for headboard construction. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I really did. I really, she, I was like in the middle of a story and then my dad was like, hey, do you want to use the drill? And I was like, hell yeah, hang on, Jess. <laughs> so funny and I'm like oh cool did somebody go to Ikea like what's going on no girl no (laughs) somebody went to Lowe's somebody went to Joanne's Fabrics I picked out the fabric it was on sale only $7.99 a yard we used um, a mattress pad as the stuffing because a twin size fit perfectly for the size of the headboard look y'all want some DIY HGTV I'm your girl I'm all about it (laughs) I saw the snap story man it looked good um yep it's not done yet um it was more of a project than I anticipated all that's left are um the buttons to get it tufted so it is just the last part that's left but um it is kind of a two weekend project but that's not bad that's not bad yeah I mean you know in total you did like what 48 hours for a project that's I mean, that's good. I mean, of course, on the HGTV shows, they get everything done in an hour, but, you know. I know, seriously, they don't even have an outfit change, but, <laughs> I like, they do They do entire homes, and I'm, like, one headboard. <laughs> Hillary on Love It or List It changes the whole entire garage in, in but I, I also, an hour. I had the, like, this, like, power staple gun. It was, like, attached to this what looked like a helium tank, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know. And I was like, chick, chick, chick. <laughs> then my dad, of course, being my dad, goes back over my work and is like, chick, 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 yeah. chick, chick. and I'm like, dude, did it kill you to watch me slowly <laughs> put in each staple, like 
30 seconds in between each one, whereas you do it with two seconds in between? And he's like, no, it was fine. And I was like, the bar's so high. Dad, did you just nonchalantly mansplain something to me? Oh, In that case, he was the expert in that. You weren't, but... I know. I don't don't question anything when it comes to... uh, power tools or anything and I not I, I was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a couple times he was like um do you understand and I was like no not at all nothing not a single yeah. word that you just said but I thought we could just move on if I nodded <laughs> right there, there's nothing retaining in here but sure yeah go for it <laughs> there is nothing happening behind these eyes um anyway sorry for that tangent uh friends but but that um, was DIY were, with the dating dossier that, that was DIY HGTV, how to do it, yo, damn self, um, <laughs> with the dating dossier. Uh, one last little kind of snippet for you guys. Um, if you are personally like, well, how do I not go down the rabbit hole? Um, how to kind of stop that spiral is it's like four steps. And I know it sounds easier. It's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but Really, when it comes, like, if you're spiraling in a heartbreak, any little thing you can do, even if it just distracts you for 10 seconds, is 10 seconds of reprieve. So, yes. how to stop a spiral. Acknowledge the thought. Seek out the source of the thought. Accept it and move on. So, trap it, map it, zap it. Acknowledge it, trap it. Yes. Be like, hey, thought. I, I see you, but I'm not going to follow you. I see you. you Seek out the source of it. Be like, I see you. I know I'm feeling unworthy because I just got dumped. Okay, yeah. I know where it's coming from. Map it. Accept it and move on. Be like, hey, I see this thought, but this thought is not reality. I'm not actually unworthy just because that thought occurred to me. I'm going to move on. Let your values, not your thoughts drive. Exactly. Um, another one too, that we could use is the example of not texting back. You know, it's like, Hey, I see that I'm getting paranoid because you haven't texted me back in a few hours. Mm -hmm, I acknowledge mm -hmm. it's there, but like we Mm -hmm. were saying last episode, this person is not your ex. This like things happen throughout the day. And even if this person is like a constant texter, um, I know we like, you know, you say that changing communication is a big factor if something's going on. But there are days sometimes where they just can't get to their phone. Like, think about it that way. This person is not your ex. And let it go for a minute. Like, it'll be okay. And again, the worst thing that can happen is you guys break up. (laughs) Yep. That's that. So trap it, map it, zap it. Yep. I know where this paranoia is coming from because I felt it that way with my ex. Yep. Now I understand you are a different person. It's not going to be this way. I'm going to let it go and understand that you will text me in your own time because that's the type of person that you are. And no, that's not a fix all, no. fix it all. No, it doesn't work. But sometimes even when I just try to pretend that I can trap it, map it, <laughs> zap it, I feel a little better. Even yeah. just like the action of pretending that that's what I can do can help make me feel a little better. And so hopefully it can make make you feel a little bit better too. So Absolutely. those were just some cliches. Uh, dismissive positivity is something I've mentioned before. It was something I wanted to take a deeper dive into it. So hopefully um, 
y'all are left with maybe a little bit better of an understanding. If you have more questions, um, I think we'd be happy to do a deeper dive. Yeah. I know it was something Jess wasn't familiar with, which is why I totally like yeah. dominated <laughs> that half of that the one. conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Um, no, I thank you for that because I had never heard of that before. Um, so it was, it was something new to learn about. And now it's something that's definitely on my radar for when I do decide to start dating again, which will be nice, uh, to know. And I, I have been coaching my friends, um, like kind of one by one. Like I just let them know. I'm like, Hey, like, I love that your support and I know you're coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. However, when you say X, Y, Z, it does actually make me feel kind of bad. And so far, one by one, they've been awesome. They've been working with me. They've talked to me. I might have even said something to you at one point. I'm like, oh, I hate yeah. this phrase and just going over it. So it does feel a little awkward. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but doing that coaching is also something you can do. Like I said, I've had the conversation with my mom. It's just, it's like we've said before with the love language. Sometimes you just got to meet people where you are. You can't expect them to come to you at a hundred percent every time. Exactly. It's, it's all very much about communication with any relationship, even with friendships. Sometimes you have to communicate that what they are telling you is not helping you right now. Um, cause like I know personally every single time I've gone through a breakup, except for maybe like once my mom was like, well, you know, your father and I broke up multiple times. So we, you know, you could get back together if you wanted to. And I'm like, mom, it doesn't always happen that way. And they're like, well, right. you know, and she goes, you know, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And, um, and they'll come back to you if it is. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But right now I need to accept the reality, which is that we are not together. Right. Exactly. And that's okay, too. It's okay to acknowledge that. So those were some of our cliches. If we missed any, which I know we did. There's, oh, yeah. I mean, so many more. Um, but definitely keep sending them our way. Something we can... Um, return to in the future but I think to wrap we have another <laughs> very exciting dun, 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 tinder profile it's tinder time we got like five different songs going on right now we're just yeah. so excited. We still bow, don't. Bow. <laughs> okay. We still don't have a name for this segment, so if you all want to send something in, please let us know. Um, but yeah, we love puns. We do. We love puns. I, I am a slut for a good pun. So oh. Jess is definitely our pun queen. I am the alliteration queen. So if we have an alliterate alliteration pun, yeah, uh, you'll win. I don't know what you'll win, but you'll win. Yeah, it'll be a double whammy for us for sure. Um, so this week we have, just, drop my just phone. throw your phone, just it's throw fine. it across the room. It's fine. Um, so I, I like drop my phone a lot. So this week, our Tinder person of the week is, dun, 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 uh, it would be that bastard orphan son of a whore. <laughs> Nope, just kidding. It's not Alexander Hamilton. It's Jon Snow. <laughs> Dun 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 d
That was so bad, but I hope I can leave it in. Oh my god, please leave it in, even if it's really, really bad. Even if it's the dun dun. Um, (laughs) Nothing beats the dun dun. Uh, I sent you the picture, right? Uh, Yeah, he looks cute as hell. I know, so I actually had to Google uh, the picture Jon Snow smiling, because every time I Googled the picture of Jon Snow, it was his little broody face. Which I mean, it does. The broody face does something for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So you and I are ladies of Westeros. Um, I'm, okay. I'm the Lady Jessica of House Calvinesso, and you are the Lady Jillian of House Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds we, terrible. <laughs> we uh, have this magic technology called the Tinder, and. Mm-hmm. We are trying to find our soulmate. And who do we stumble upon on this morn but Jon Snow, a.k.a. and spoiler alert for anyone out there, uh, Aegon Targaryen. Um, so, we have this picture up here. It's Jon. He's 26. Good age. That's in my age range. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd yeah, I that's in, yeah, that's within the parameters. Oh shit! I think this is the king's brother. Um, so he lives north of the wall. So pretty, pretty dope there. Um, yeah, it's like an adventure. He's he's a little wildling, but his profile mm. just says wildling in the sheets. <laughs> lady in the streets, but a king in the streets. In the sheets. <laughs> um. His profile just says, I don't know. So I'm kind of guessing. So he knows nothing? Yeah, like maybe he knows nothing. But that's like maybe I could train him, you know? (laughs) Oh, train him? Speaking of training, I wonder if he's into dogs because that's my type. Well, if you see, he doesn't have anything else, but he connected his Instagram to his Tinder profile. And he is at (gasps) Real Bastard Boy and Ghost. And so I actually took Mm. a peek at this uh, Tinder profile, or I mean at his Mm -hmm. Instagram, and it turns out Ghost is the name of his dog. He has a dire wolf. How cool is that? I thought they were mythical creatures, and he has one. Jolie likes them big. Let me tell you what. She likes big boys. You know what? I think that's going to be a swipe right from both me and Jolie. I think we're both swiping right. You know what? I am swiping right, too, because if we look at his little Tinder profile, it's got many pictures of him and his dog, his dire wolf. Love it. Uh, Love it. Kind of blurry, but you can see one of him, and it looks like his siblings, maybe? Um, Okay. Yeah, and actually, the king is in there, too, so maybe he's, like, related to He's got some connections. Then there's one of the wall when it was destroyed by the dragon. Yep. So he travels? Yeah, so he... Well, I mean, he lives north of the wall, so, like, I assume maybe he's been south before. I would love for him to, you know, check out. He looks like he's really good with his oil samples. Let's just start off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to make a comment like, oh, he can go south, but he, can, he <laughs> just went right for it. He can, well, I mean, he can go north or south. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. And then, let's see, he has a picture of the handle of his sword, which is of a dire wolf. Um, 
Oh, okay. I believe he's maybe of House Stark, too, which, you know, good family, good breeding there, you know. Um, Yeah, that's like old money. Yeah, and then there's one with him in a picture of Rob, the, the young wolf, the king in the north, originally. So... Uh, Rob is hot. Honestly, I would also swipe right if I had the chance to get with Rob. Oh, I would. So, I would swipe hella right on Rob Stark. <laughs> uh, and then it looks like in the picture of him with his siblings, he has not only the King of Westeros but the Queen of the North, Sansa Stark. So, I mean, he's he's got some connections. If you're just going on here to get some like good connections, um. Yeah. I mean, that's not not why I'm on there. Right? I mean, I'm I'm into it. I'm digging the vibe. I would swipe right. Uh, yeah. How, would, how do you think your first date would go? Let's see. If I were going to go on a first date with Jon Snow, it definitely looks like the wall is important to him, and I... I've never been to the wall, so that's something I would like to see. So I would hope for a grand adventure. Yes, I love a good adventure. I love something new. I love something exciting. So that would be setting my expectations pretty high, but that would be like my ideal first date if he took me to see the wall, see the world from the top of the wall. just sounds romantic. If we kissed up there, I don't know. It just sounds like it would be really nice. Really romantic. Um, Well, you see, I... I don't really associate with Northerners too much. Um, just because I'm, mm, I'm not fair, a big fan fair of them. Enough, yeah. They're like gods and stuff. Um, you know, I grew up in in King's Landing, so I'm a, I don't know, I'm a Southern lady. But I don't know. I guess I would probably meet him somewhere in the middle because it seems like it's kind of a journey for both of us. Um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, so I guess we'd probably meet maybe somewhere... Like in the veil, you know, like in some of the mountain I guess. Um, okay, that could be pretty. And making him come halfway, I do like that. Yeah. See, I would be going mostly to him for my date, so I like making him come to you. I like yeah, that. You know, maybe just meet me a little bit in the middle. I think maybe you know we'd enjoy like a nice glass of mead somewhere. He, he seems like a guy mm-hmm. who's not really about pomp and circumstance, you know. But more about no. <laughs> but more about you know, um, just more about like the down to earth kind of guy. So I want to come off as kind of like a, a down to earth kind of girl, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe uh, a meat and, and some chicken, and yeah, we'll kind of have a conversation see where it goes. He looks a little brutish, so I don't know if he's brute a lot during our date, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'd uh, definitely like to take him down south, though. I mean, I wouldn't mind if he pulled out his sword. Ooh, yeah, if he unsheathed it a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, Mom. Uh, But, yeah, so it would be a a hard swipe right for me, and I uh, I could imagine we'd have a nice little life together, perhaps north of the wall. But I don't really like the cold, so. I, I, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the cold, I don't think, but those, I've heard there's hot springs, and that, 
That I would be a fan of. Yeah, if we could live near, like, a hot spring. So, yeah, definitely, you know, wish me good luck with my life with Jon Snow. um, Well, wish me and Jolie good luck because (laughs) she's going to go out with Ghost. I think Ghost is going to show her um, what you can eat north of the wall, um, even though she's, like, the size of his toe. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't ghost her. Uh oh. Waka waka. But yeah, so that was our yeah. that was our um, next. Where did that suggestion come from? In case somebody wants to, that was send in their suggestion. Um, that was actually from I believe Facebook suggestion. Um, from awesome. a TV group that I'm in. I asked them there, um, but. We absolutely love taking suggestions. We want to hear your stories. We want you to give us any corrections. If we're wrong, call us out on our bullshit. So. For real. For real, for real. No, like, we're being 100% serious. And then also, please, please, like, subscribe. Give us five stars. Suggest it to your enemies if you hated it, you know? Um, Whatever works for you. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, all grounds. All grounds covered. If you did like what you heard... You know what to do. Like and subscribe. It really helps us. Um, get, I know everybody says that, but we genuinely mean it yes. <laughs> as like creators. Um, so please feel free to do so and um, listen here for where you can find us. Yeah. Here's how you find us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at the dating dossier spelled out on Twitter at dating underscore dossier or join our facebook group the dating dossier you can also send us an email at the dating dossier at gmail.com keep sending in your stories for our monthly listener files episodes and don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and most importantly thank you for listening